From Madison, Wisconsin, this is the Farmer's Market Report. I'm your host, Andre Darlington. We're talking to Scott at Garden to Bee Farm. Scott, how is it going out in the hoop houses? Is, anything, is there any signs of life out there? There is. Yeah, hi, Andre. It's well, great to see you. Good to see you. What's going on out there? Uh, well, you know, we've started seeds uh, for our outdoor production. Uh, in February is about the time we would start... You know, uh, all the allium crops, the shallots and onions and leeks. So those are all planted and in? Yeah, those are, those are seeded into flats. Okay. They're, they're in the greenhouse growing. Um, things, uh, some of the really long, I mean, are there green growing. shoots already on those Oh, guys? yeah. Okay. You all bet. Right. All you right. bet, yeah. What's yeah, the average I, temperature of your hoop house right now? Uh, well, I... Do you have a hoop house or is it a greenhouse, technically? <laughs> That's a great question, oh, okay. right? Mine, mine, I think, technically would be called hoop houses. They're, you know, they're the, the bent... Uh, hooped arches with okay. uh, two layers of plastic stretched okay. over them and a, a fan, a, an insulation kit that blows air between the two layers for additional insulation. So, I mean, it is heated, Okay. Uh, so, but I think technically you'd call that a hoop house. I, my distinction usually is, you know, whether it's like a field hoop house that it's just used for season extension okay. um, or if it's, you know, heated, you know, I end up calling mine greenhouses because okay. Uh, I don't more do, substantial. Yeah, I don't do a whole lot of in-ground production in there. Most of what I'm growing in there is all on benches. Okay. Um, you know, the microgreens and pea shoots that, okay. that I do, and then the, the transplant crops. So you're getting stuff up off the cold ground, out of the cold ground anyway, onto the benches. Is that the idea of growing on benches, uh, or just convenience? Well, I, or? For me, it's, yeah, okay. it's convenience. Yeah, yeah right. You get them up, yeah, get them up, stand up. We do a lot of crawling around in the right. field, so right. it's nice <laughs> to do some upright jobs, too. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I tried it. My, uh, my low temperature um, early on, I, I tried to let it get, get below 52 degrees. Okay. Uh, so that's where I set it low. But certainly on a, on a sunny day in February, as the days are starting to get a little longer, it can easily get up. You know, this past couple of weeks, I've had to open it up and turn exhaust fans on because it reaches 100 degrees in there on a, oh, really? on a nice yeah, sunny day. Yeah, a couple day. of those nice days that we had recently. Yep. Uh, as the days get longer, you know, it warms up, you get a little more heat gain. and It's got to be uh, great to go out there and sit in there for a little bit after the long winter, right? <laughs> or is it just I can't sweaty? lie. It's awesome. Is it awesome? It is awesome. No, I take the kids out for picnics in the winter time for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, because I'm, especially with growing the microgreens, even in January, uh, when I've got when I've got greens growing in there, I'm watering. On, you know, maybe sure, not so daily, but exactly. So you, you have that. a little microgreen sauna, really. I do, <laughs> I do. All right, so you got the alliums starting to pop. What yep. else is uh, this week? Happening? I'm seeding uh, uh, peppers and brassicas. So all the um, and brassica is that would be like your broccoli, your cold crops, okay. your broccolis, sure. cabbages, uh, cauliflowers, Brussels sprouts. Those things are usually you know seed. You know, once you seed them in flats to transplant out, you're looking at around eight weeks, you know, seven, eight weeks. And so for my farm, uh, I usually don't anticipate being able to get into the field uh, and, and pass some of the really, really cold until early April. Okay. Um, so uh, if I push it, I can do, you know, I can have my, those types of broccoli type crops, I can have ready to go in the first week of April, but they're... There are times on my farm, a little bit of a valley, where that's not available, and now I'm, okay. then I'm struggling with trying to keep those plants alive in cells that maybe they're running out of nutrients. So and because you're down in a cold valley, you're a little bit later by usually a week, little bit 10 later. days or Yeah, sometimes longer. as many as two weeks. Yeah, okay. my, my neighbors actually, who my 
direct neighbors, just north of me. Their their house and garden is up at the top of the hill. They're less than a half a mile from me, and we've we've recorded 10 to 12 degree differences on some nights. Wow! So I can I can continue to get frosts for two weeks after them, wow. uh, just because that cold air will come on a cold still night. It'll come settle right down at my place, right, sure, and still warm up at their place. So what's next after this phase of of the plant of stuff that you're putting in? I mean, we're getting close to tomato time, and at okay. that point, especially with the, the, the number of tomato plants that I, I bring and sell at, at plant sales and, uh, you know, up to, up to the farmer's market and the number of tomatoes that we're trying to grow, it's becomes just about make room for tomatoes. Okay. You know, things like tomatoes and peppers, you're starting them off in really small cells, what I would call like 200s, 288s. That's okay. the number of cells per flat, and the okay. flats are 11 by 22. So, teeny, so tiny they're really cells. small. They okay. run out of room for those roots early okay. on. But, you know, some of those things, you know, the germination may not be 100%. You don't want to waste all your space on a big four-inch pot for something that doesn't germinate. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm germinating them at specific temperatures in an enclosed chamber okay. that I have a lot of control over. It's a lot easier to keep that, that chamber at 80 degrees. Okay, which and that's is, to maximize the amount of growth that you have that you get. You want those germinations to be really even. Right. You want your seeds to right. germinate at their optimum temperatures, so 80 to 85 degrees. And for, somebody at the other end is not growing. And so well, that, and you don't want them to try to germinate at, at a cool temperature where you might end up developing some uh, some mold and seed rot okay. that would prevent germination. All right. You can have a much lower turnout if you're trying to germinate peppers and tomatoes at 60 degrees sure. than at 80 to 85 degrees. So, so are you still at the winter market right now? Yeah, I've, I've missed a few weeks, but I'll be back again this week. Okay. And hopefully and everyone week, from here on. Weekend, because yeah. I remember last year before Easter, you had a lot of microgreens, and people were snapping up those microgreens before Easter. That's true. Yeah, I should also have uh, uh, my sunflower shoots and pea shoots will be at that market as well. All so. right, I'll always pop there with kids. Thank you so much. This is Scott from Garden to Be. Look for his microgreens at the Dane County Farmers Market, the Winter Market. Thanks, Andre. Thank you. That's it for this week's Farmers Market Report. For WRT News, I'm Andre Darlington.